0: Welcome to Terminal Two Three Four, everybody. It is Faye over here with.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's up? This is Terminal Two Three Four. I'm your host, Dolakwa here, and we have a special guest with us today.
0: It's Vanessa. (laughs) Only you get. Only you get voice effects. (laughs) <laughs> well, you started it so of course you have to carry it on um but dilapo do you like how i did that i just you know i stuck to with in its normal length
1: <laughs> yeah i guess but well, we're not gonna talk about it we talked oh, about oh, this before oh, okay. we'll now talk about it more off mic. okay fine uh, yeah you didn't quite do what i was expecting you to do but it's okay. all right i'll forgive you you tried i <laughs> know right, taking right. some criticism
0: yep i did um so no, what's, what's
1: happening in the streets man what's going on
0: um, yeah, we can start pretty light today, um, give everybody a dose of music to start off the episode. Um, we had two major remixes come out from two heavy hitters, two queens, as they call themselves, as their um, stands call them. Um, Nicki Minaj uh-huh. and Beyonce were both um, featured on two songs, first being Nicki Minaj on Doja Cat's song Say So, and then Beyonce on Megan Thee Stallion's song Savage Anthem. Um, have you heard either of those remixes or both?
1: I assume you're asking me. Yes, I have I not am. heard. Um, <laughs> I have not heard either of them. This Doja Cat, I keep hearing about her, but I've not heard a single <laughs> he song said, by Doja her.
0: Doja Cat, you have. You know. You know her. <laughs> this cover is over like, on her name, okay? Put some respect
1: on <laughs> her name, please. Oh, I'm sorry. I just know she's the one that has a song about. She's a cow, right?
0: Yes, and that song was about. Uh-huh. Exactly. It was, it was the that vibe. song put her on the map, but then you know the song. Um, Is the song called Juicy? I just know like yeah. she said Juicy you a lot. See, yeah. it face, see it from the back, back,
1: back, back, back. A lot of I have of the- to admit, the- guys. <laughs> I have never heard that song. And <laughs> heard I'm proud to, to say that I've heard never heard it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have. It was on the radio nonstop in the DMV area for like a good solid amount of time. Um, but then again, you don't listen to the radio that often. so hey,
1: Exactly. But, you know, I'm happy for her. It sounds like she's doing good. So, yeah, you guys that are more in tune with this big music the women are coming together you know like voltron like how are the remixes better are they good or like should i even listen to these songs i
0: want vanessa to take it away vanessa let us know yeah so i love the song say so every time i hear it that's the doja cat song Mm -hmm. every time i hear it it's like the first time i heard i heard it and Mm -hmm. doja cat's actually very 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 good at her craft like Mm -hmm. she's good she produces she sings she raps she's good at Everything, and I think that over the last year, people have really started to pay attention to her. And her style is very reminiscent of Nicki Minaj, and mm-hmm. she's not running away from that. I think she cites Nicki Minaj as an influence, and that's yes. usually what starts these female rap beefs: is you stole my style, and you yeah. like, you know. And I those guys are like, mm-hmm. those guys are like I, I get everything from all these girls. I think that same thing would make Megan the Stallion too. Like yeah. they're very. They're very open about their influences. But if you listen to enough Doja Cat, like the things she does, the, the things she does with her voice, the way she plays around with it, you'll be like, oh, that's definitely Nikki. But of course, she put her own spin on it. That being said, um, the Nicki Minaj remix was very unnecessary. I yeah. really, really, really wanted <laughs> to like it because I love, I really, really like Doja. And, you know, every other day I like Nikki. Some days I'm like girls. But like, I just feel like it wasn't Nikki's best verse. I don't even know what Nikki was saying. I think mm-hmm. Nikki was like, "Sure, I'll show up on yeah. your verse." Yeah. Like, yeah. I think she could have gone harder. I agree. but I agree. It I feel like, like it was like a favor. It felt like a favor. It felt like yeah, oh, this yeah. One girl is you know doing this and she's being respectful of me. Let me just hop in a song that's hot right now. And, yeah, you know, yeah. I kind I know he did the same thing with Hot Girl Summer, except that her verse yeah. was catchy, but it wasn't the mm-hmm. greatest, but it was catchy. Mm-hmm. At this point, it was just like, I will just fast forward to here. Yeah. <laughs> to here. The Hot Girl just- Summer remix also felt like more of a moment. Like, it felt like, you know, it was a thing that she was putting a lot into, like, promoting heavily, all that kind of stuff. Right, um, yeah. Video and all of that, where I say, so it felt, I didn't even know what was happening until it came out. Yeah. Um, and... The thing is, that that was like a huge compliment for you to say. Like every time I hear it, it's like a news. It's like the first time I've heard it, which is yeah. like the biggest compliment you can give a song. For me, the thing is, I've never really felt that about that song. There was only songs like I don't really care to hear it. Like if it comes on, sure, but I will probably see if there's any other songs happening, like on any other radio stations before I settle on that one. If you know what I mean, um, mm-hmm. I never like choose to really sit down and listen to the full song. Um, it gets old for me after a little bit, which is why when the Nicki came into it, I'm like, it, it felt even more unnecessary because I probably would have skipped the song before it got to Nicki's verse anyway. Right, <laughs> Personal right. Personal viewpoint on it. Um, how about the, the other remix though? So the other remake, the Savage remix, I feel the opposite about it. Mm. Savage, <laughs> the song, I was sick of it. I was, I was so yeah. sick of it because it was on every TikTok. And to be honest, I never even listened to the song from start to finish. I only know the little snippet that comes and i was over it i never wanted to hear it again <laughs> like i love Megan the stallion as well like you know that's my girl but like i just I, i'm tired of the song like i'm a savage yeah we get it but Beyonce was the most necessary thing <laughs> and i'm not saying this because i'm a beyonce stan or anything because like i am definitely the kind of person where like sometimes beyonce well the thing is, Beyonce doesn't really hop on features like that. Like, Mm -hmm. she's kind of stingy with her features, and a lot of the music that she's been putting out lately, I've kind of been like, you know, okay, cool, whatever. Like, I support it because it's Beyonce, but if I heard the song, I wouldn't really be into it. Yeah. But I think the Savage remix was a breath of fresh air. Like, put a new spin on the song. Like, Beyonce is, like, the best, like, the second best rapper in that house. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay. I don't even write it because if you look at the credits list, it's literally everybody and their grandmother on there. Jay-Z, the mm-hmm. dream, um, um, partisan fontaine. Like so many different people wrote her version of the song. Yeah. And her name is listed last, which means she absolutely did nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I just felt like it was such a moment. It was such a moment. It was such a vibe. Wow. Like, she said a moment. She did the rapping. She did the harmonizing. Like, it, it just gave the song, like, freshness that I needed. And I love the Houston-Houston matchup. And I think um, Megan also redid her verse or something like that. Yeah. But I think Beyonce is, like, the 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 beauty about Beyonce and why I really like her is that she's so detached from the real world. Like, she drops whatever she needs to drop and then disappears and then only comes back when she has to drop something else but whenever she does drop that those things she has so many references in there that's like girl so you really are lurking like you have a twitter because like she was talking about only fans she was talking about like i gotta shake it to put the right. fans uh, but, but let's acknowledge, like you said, she didn't write that shit. So she didn't write it, still, like I feel like the delivery, like she delivered it well. Like you well, know, me, I can't say I agree with you in terms of Beyonce's rapping skills. For me, it's always felt like so forced. I'm like, I prefer you singing. Just oh wow, no, you know, I love, I love the rapping. rapping to the rappers, but it's okay. <laughs> it's all good. Like I'm fine with the stand loving her um, performance on it. Um, unlike Doja's song, though, I will say, um, I'm definitely. Uh, I feel like this one needed this. Like I've definitely felt the tired feeling about Savage Anthem that you're discussing. Like it, it got old really quick. TikTok to blame. Um, so I did think the remix was necessary to breathe new life into the song, as you mentioned. Um, unlike Say So, um, I don't necessarily love it, mainly because I didn't love Savage Anthem to begin with. So this didn't really help anything. Um, it just, it kind of fell flat for me i will say though like i was giving giving um megan all her flowers because think about it like Nicki minaj did not get a beyonce feature for the long did she right. even get a feature? I think Nicki minaj she featured, did she has,
1: they have a song together
0: they have a song together but i think beyonce hopped on flawless i, it, I mean not no, Steve, no no like it, they, they have Two songs together, but it took a long time. Like yeah, Nikki was fun. well established in her career before she got Beyoncé to do anything. Right, right, right. So, um, in my mind, I was like, I mean, not to pit them against each other. There's no reason to do that. I'm just saying, like, I'm like, wow, Megan, you've only been doing this thing for maybe two years ish, um, like yeah. in a on a large scale, and you already have a Beyoncé feature under your belt. Obviously, the Houston thing helped, but either way, I was just like, but wow, she, man- she manifested this thing like last yeah, year. Like, yeah. on on Twitter, where she was basically saying, you know um the person i want to c- collaborate with is beyonce Like right? and someone was like yes girl you're gonna be at the parties you're gonna take pictures with blue eye i mean of course earlier this year i think it was like the Year's party there's a picture of the three of them in there and so i'm like so proud like i feel like a mom when it comes to me because at first i wasn't feeling her like i just wasn't i was just like okay like i oh, feel really? like beat selection is a really really i don't know you know, I'm not a rapper or anything, but if I had a pointer, it's like, you have to make sure your beats are on point. And I feel like her her music just wasn't it at the very beginning, but um, it seems like lately, whatever she touches, like, turns to gold. And so
1: I'm very Thank happy you.
0: With, um, the Megan, with the Megan fandom. I love it. I love it. But um, kind of swaying off of that, we can get into our mu- new music segment as usual. But before we do, I have a question for you, Dilapol. Um, Which one are you more likely to choose to listen to? after
1: all um i'm more likely to listen to the the meg the stallion song just because i have actually listened to a couple of her songs before that i actually know and like um but the doja cat i mean it sounds like i should probably give her a listen i literally don't know any of her songs so that's the only reason i wouldn't listen to her like i have like i don't know what she sounds like if i heard her voice i could not tell you if i see her I couldn't tell you what she looks like, if wow. she's blue or yellow. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I just want to add one thing before we go to the new segment, okay. a new music segment or whatever we call sure. it. Um, the Meg, the style and Beyonce collab is a super huge thing for her, like you guys yeah. have kind of said. Um, but I sure. think the the link that probably made it happen is her management because I believe she is uh, managed wrong. by Rock Nation. So right. it just kind of goes to show you, like, affiliations, uh-huh. who you know, all that stuff, like, it matters and rock nation we all know they're like cheating because they have (laughs) beyonce and they have jay-z so like they own the world
0: they do that's true oh but the thing is um speaking of other tiktok songs that have gotten like a remix new life um put into them i saw that that renegade song by k camp was remixed with t-pain did either of you hear that one no (laughs) Um, no okay, man. well, you don't. Know, I, I will just tell you now. You don't need to. Much <laughs> like I've never heard the Savage Anthem song from beginning to end. I only know the part I need to know. Same with this K Camp song. And the first time I heard any other parts of the song was when I heard this remix. And needless to say, it was unnecessary. They chose the best part for TikTok, and I think you can, <laughs> be rest assured that you got what you needed out of that. Um, now, as for new music, Dalapa, I want to hear you first what do you all know? right so
1: my new music I actually like was listening to a bunch of new music last night i was like just jamming out by myself you know saturday night you can't go anywhere they forced us to stay inside because of this coronavirus blah 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 mm-hmm. so i had a party by myself you know i had spotify on and i was just jamming <laughs> yeah. so the Thank new you. song i had a bunch of songs to pick from but the song i'm going to highlight is a drake song since drake oh. did release the whole last album Ooh, right i, re- I regret
0: um, making you go first <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm sorry. No, I don't think I'm going to pick your song, though, because okay. you probably pick one singing song. Whatever. But the song that I like the most, well, not I like the most, but the song that most recently that I like mm-hmm. is the Chicago Freestyle. I hate
0: you. That was really, not-
1: really. <laughs> that
0: is my doll fall fallback all the way back.
1: I'm sorry. I, I, wow. I like that song. Okay. That song is really good. Um, there's actually a bunch of good songs on there. To be yeah. fair, when I was listening to the album by itself, yeah. I was actually a little bit underwhelmed Mm -hmm. um i don't know if i was just expecting too much because it's drake but i was like "Uh, like this is okay some of these are cool um on a second and third listen i'm starting to like some of the songs more like the song with playboy cardi the first time i heard it i was like "Uh," but now i'm like oh man this is a good song like drake kind of has that effect of he makes you like his song no matter what basically chicago freestyle is a really good song
0: (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. wow, 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 wow. <laughs> I'm going to let Vanessa go next because now I have to go into Spotify and look for a new song. I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I did not, think, oh, I did not think oh. would go the Drake route at all. <laughs> is, like, I actually forgot that Drake has a new album out because that's how little I care. like here because I'm pretty sure I have heard every song on there already. Like she, I, I don't she, know. I just, uh-huh. What do
1: you mean by you've heard all those songs? Are you saying know, like there's no new contents or like...
0: I Like Drake does the same thing every single time. Like... I don't think that there's much growth as an artist from him because I don't think anything he did in Thank Me Later, he wouldn't do now. And I don't think that anything he did in what, what's this one called? Views from the Seven now? I don't
1: know. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I know wow. you're trying to be disrespectful like, for some
0: reason. <laughs> okay. on the low she will never admit it but she is she she literally
1: just said views from the seven. so i don't think it's on the low anymore (laughs) like
0: i just just appreciate talent and i know that i will hear like i don't have to go out and search for drake like drake will come to me and so whenever it comes to me it comes to me but i mean to your point a lot of the songs on this um tape were like leaked Ahead of time, so a lot of them, even Chicago Freestyle was one I had heard already before this came out. And with that said, now that it's no longer a leak and it's um available on all the major streaming platforms, you're definitely gonna hear them. Yeah, um, like <laughs> it or not. Um, <laughs> but no, I I don't even consider this to be like an album, like a full um, Drake project because we know he's gonna release a project um in the summer at least that's what the streets are saying so with that was more like, like he has a he has a plan and it works and like I'm not hating on him for it because if you have something and it works like why deviate so I deviate so with this like Dolapo like you were saying like yeah this. I felt like felt very throwaway-y, but it is, it is because it is throwaway um, music. And again, a lot of that it makes was, sense. was leaked music, one and two. Um, he kind of just brought it out. Kind of like if you're reading this, it's too late. Like he just brought it out to feed the streets, if you will. I can,
1: I can <laughs> see that. Because even yeah. when that came out, <laughs> if you're reading it, this, it's too late. I uh, I was very underwhelmed with that too. People were so hyped and I was like, I oh, that. I hate this. Um, <laughs> I like it a little bit more now. But when it first came out, I actually did not like it at all.
0: I loved that one on the first listen. But I'm not allowed to talk about Drake like that. Um, we know how I feel about him. But uh, Vanessa, I'm still going to let you go first while I look for a different okay. Um I have been listening to a lot of Snow Allegra. I hope that's how you say her name. Yeah. Uh-huh. I haven't been listening to anything like, super new. But this whole corona time, I've been like doing a lot of stuff around the house. And so I made myself a playlist of all my like soothing R&B, Afro beats. This kind afro beats ish kind of music Mm -hmm. so um there's a lot of like snow on there there's a lot of kiana Lade, um fire boy joe boy all the boys from nigeria (laughs) i'm really i'm like really 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 digging that sound um is it oxlade or is it oxlade i don't know (laughs)
1: I think it's Oxlade, because that's the proper way, unless the decides is going to make it 9th Jan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're like, he's on that. It's, he's, like, I'm listening to him as well. And um, uh, a lot of, like, old, like, R&B kind of stuff, because it's, like, really helpful when you're, like, painting or like, building right. stuff. Right. And so I have that playlist on Spotify, you know, if you want to okay. link I'm a very big um, playlist proponent for any mood, whether it's cleaning or anything else. So I... Totally, um, love that you have that going. Um, There's one that I can't remember the person, but I was like, "Yo, why haven't I, why haven't I given you your um, flowers, flowers yet?" But I don't is remember R&B. Yeah, it's R&B. Like I, I don't like R&B is like really the only music I will go out and seek. Seek right, right, um, right. Other music I, I, comes to and it usually finds its way to me anyway. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Oh, it's um, what's her name now? Na- Nao? Nao? Nao, yeah, I love her. I love her, like, yeah, I yeah. Love, 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 love her. Um, and- she's very um, I, I don't want to say new agey, but she has like an electronic vibe to her, which yeah, is, yeah, in like, a different way, I'm- like, not expecting. <laughs> And also, um I've been I forced myself to get into her because I, for the longest time, I hated I hate her. <laughs> like I, I like I I forced myself to like her because I know she's talented. Like I can obviously hear in her voice that she's talented, but her music put me to sleep. Like oh, uh-huh. like it just put me to sleep. <laughs> well, and I'm like, girl, I want to shake her. <laughs> I heard a lot about co-signing you, and the thing about her is I. I actually one hundred percent agree. It's not even her voice that makes you realize she's talented. To me, it's her like like her like instrumental talent. Like she when she
1: performs.
0: Exactly. The performances, because her voice to me is what is really dull. Um, like it doesn't really it doesn't go beyond a certain octave really effort. <laughs> um so if you're not really into like her words and what she's the content she's actually providing you, I can see mm-hmm. why people her weight like my brother and sister cannot stand her. Um and um I kind of I go back and forth with my love or not love for her. Um okay what if, do
1: you listen to now Faye? Let's go on to your music.
0: I was gonna say well if you listen to the podcast we already know how I feel about Drake. So of course I'm gonna choose a Drake song from that um mixtape. Um, or whatever he wants to call this one, I don't know what he's calling it. Is it a playlist? Um, is it a playlist? <laughs> is, it a mixtape? is it an album? I don't know. Um, but either way, I'm gonna choose Desires, which is another one that came out prior to this project, um, or leaked prior to this project, and I really loved that song. Um, so I still love it. It's really good, Desires. Um, but we can leave it there and, um, move into a, a little bit of a heavier topic now. Um, or, or liberating however you want to look at it heavier liberty whichever one you want to go with but um mayday happened uh and i guess i can let dilapo give us some context to it
1: yeah so i was unaware about this all until like today but you know thank god for the internet we can find our information super quick right. but on on friday may 1st there was the mayday strike um which occurred Primarily at Amazon and Target and like uh, Whole Foods, those are like the main places. I have heard like maybe Walmart also had some people participate. Um, essentially, it was just like a lot of the workers of those companies um, went on strike. They walked out of work. Some people called in sick, um, essentially because they don't like the conditions that they're working under, specifically mm-hmm. due to the virus, due to the quarantine and everything that's going on out there. They feel like they should have extra protections. They should get, you know, extra compensation. Just they should be treated a little bit differently because times are a little bit different. Um, so yeah. that essentially occurred. There's not too much more to say about that. I know Vanessa had a little bit of information about that as well. I don't know if there's anything you want to add.
0: Um. No, not really. Just that I'm curious to see if it was successful or not. Um. It is definitely... I think that was a strike that needed to be had, especially when you look at the numbers associated with like coronavirus deaths. Um, overwhelmingly it's black people and black people make up a lot of these essential jobs, grocery stores, healthcare workers, um, the economy, like that is a very, it's very densely populated with African-Americans. And if you look at somewhere like Chicago, where African-Americans make up 14% of the population, but 70% of, um COVID-19 deaths, that's outstand like that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Same with Louisiana, same with um Detroit, Michigan, same with New York. Like the bulk of people dying from COVID-19 related deaths are black. Mm-hmm. And it's not because, you know, they're social they're not social distancing or whatever. It's because a lot of times they have these essential jobs or there's not adequate testing or like there's so many things around it that I feel like the least these companies that are making Like, I really feel like grocery stores are really the only company that's making a profit right now, (laughs) grocery stores and Zoom. And so the least they can do is just adequately compensate their workers, give them equipment to protect themselves and hazard pay when Mm -hmm. applicable. Yeah. And I feel like um, on top of the employer or employee aspect of it, um, I guess we would be remiss not to mention that consumers play a part in it too. Like maybe pick and choose where you're shopping or um, even like when it comes to grocery shopping, like if you have access to like a smaller grocery store chain um, that might be treating their um, workers with a little bit more um, love and efficacy, then why not go for that? Or maybe don't make that Amazon order um, until you feel like the Amazon workers are getting compensated properly and things of the sort. So there is a role that the consumers can play in this. Um, and I feel like it's on all of us to try our best. Like, of, of course, if you need to eat and your only option is Walmart, it is what it is. But mm-hmm. try your best to take into consideration what you can do to stand in solidarity with um, these essential workers yeah but you know the other thing is like amazon and walmart they are known they're notoriously known for not being great to their frontline employees mm-hmm. anyway so yeah. again with you're right, you're right. <laughs> yeah, i was
1: just about to bring up i feel like this amazon strike happens yearly like there was one last year i'm pretty sure so they they kind of have a bit of a, a track record at this point but i think it's also unfortunately one of those things where when you're a really big company like it just kind of goes with part of the reason they get so big and they're able to sustain or they mm-hmm. feel like they have to do it is that people on the front lines usually feel like they're not being treated the way they should be right. so it's they would rather be big than uh be smaller and treat people nicer <laughs> yeah um
0: okay well now moving from that um I guess our last topic for Quick Hits today will be one relating to sexual allegations as it pertains to our vice president or prior vice president, Joe Biden, um, soon to be Democratic candidate for the presidency. So to give everybody some context, a prior aid worker from like the 90s, um, somebody that worked in his Senate office uh, came out with some sexual allegation accusations towards Joe Biden. Um, now exactly what happened, it's a little murky, but according to her, she says that she was delivering a duffel bag to Joe. Um, and at that point, Joe forced himself upon her, upon her, um, in terms of how that escalation took place. I'm not quite sure, but either way, th- there's pretty, um, specific, uh, actions that were taken. I don't know that we necessarily knew go that detailed into what he did per se, but either way, he forced himself upon her. Um, Allegedly. She Allegedly she felt uncomfortable and she's blown the whistle on it. Um, and several news uh, outlets have taken it upon themselves to deliver the, the message. But I mean, from my point of view and prior to us getting on Mike, we, we kind of discussed this a little bit. It feels like this is not getting as much light as you would expect considering it is that he's going to be our nominee, our democratic nominee. I always say our the democratic nominee. <laughs> I cannot help myself. Um the democratic nominee um so with that said you would expect something like this to have a lot more light shine upon it, but that's not the case. Um and we're kind of just working with bits and pieces right now and not really knowing where to put our support. Um so what do you guys feel about it?
1: Um, so to be fair, actually, I don't know if this is the exact same one that we've heard about before, but I feel like this is not the first time that Joe Biden has been accused and this kinds of stuff have come up. I know even, yeah, I believe last year there was talks about, you know, he was, uh, it wasn't assault, but it was more like sexual harassment, well, like he was too touchy-feely. So I feel like... To those, sorry, go ahead. It was
0: more, I feel like there was no sexual undertones to those. Those were more like he was a little too touchy feely, like you mentioned, like he just um, was too comfortable putting his hands on people. But I don't think there was ever a sexual like spin to it or That's context. A it. Undertone, though, you touch Say me. that again. No, 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 for, sure. for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Say that again, Vanessa. So, there's definitely a sexual undertone there. Like when it was reported, it was definitely like, you know sexual harassment because that it yeah. wanted touching. So what I heard was that like he would like touch people's hair or put his arm around people's shoulders or whatever. And they felt very uncomfortable. Yeah. But that's like, right. Sure. Um, I guess. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I
1: think, I think, I think what we're, happening. I think the difference in this allegation, maybe what Faye is trying yeah. to say is that maybe this is assault versus harassment, but yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. I think what mm-hmm. i was trying to say is that we've already had these, there's obviously a different degree to them right i'm Mm -hmm. not trying to equate them but i feel like kind of where you go going back to what you just said like he's been accused of this like touching people like sexual harassment and sexual assault the reason sexual harassment is so dangerous a lot of times Mm -hmm. is that it can escalate to sexual assault so Mm -hmm. it's not i don't want to be like the cynical person to be like oh this is not super super news but like i feel like i already heard this about him and We, unfortunately, will never know. This is an event that apparently occurred in 1993. So, I mean, guys, do the math. What's that, 27 years? 27 years ago? Um, We're never going to find out the actual truth of what happened. But it is crazy that, like you said, it's not maybe blown up and the world is not going crazy over it right now.
0: Yeah, just because that when when we had another candidate last um, cycle, um, i.e. Donald Trump, who had similar allegations against him, it was taking the news cycle um for for days at a time weeks at a time so i was just surprised to see that that's not the case in this particular instance but i feel like that's apple and orange though like it's not really the same thing okay because like donald trump yeah he had allegations but it was also like don't don't be fooled like the democratic national convention and the democratic party and the republican party are very very powerful wheelhouses Mm -hmm. donald trump's sexual um assault case or donald trump put in that sexual assault light mm-hmm. didn't really take off until like a week before the election when those recordings came out and so it was like you couldn't not pay attention to it because like you literally oh. heard this man grab right. them by the pussy right so, right so the context at which we were using to like gauge whether or not we felt like he could have done these things to these women yeah i, mean, I don't yeah, I like people I don't know that people necessarily were like, "Oh, Donald Trump wouldn't do that." Like I feel like people right. do and care. <laughs> yeah. Like- yeah,
1: There's, there is,
0: there is a difference to it. Um I appreciate you bringing up that difference, but I guess for me it's just the idea that somebody that you you know, to be the potential leader of the free world um, has these allegations, you would just think it has a little bit more weight to it. Um, but it doesn't at this point. But again, maybe when it's closer to um, the point in time where we're like, new, the November election is taking place, people will then like start bringing out things from the woodworks and um, putting a lot more light on certain allegations like this one, if there is more. Yeah, I think I also think that like, if we It's not even necessarily like it's not being brought to light. It's that it's kind of being extinguished. And that's what happens a lot with sexual assault cases, sexual Mm -hmm. harassment, sexual anything, Mm especially when it's with a powerful man. And that's why women don't even come forward. And to me, what was most disturbing about this case is that, like, obviously, yes, it was 27 years ago. I don't even expect the woman in question, if it did happen, to remember everything, how it happened. But I can understand why she came forward and I, I I only see it as more people coming forward because like you said, like this isn't really the first time they've talked about this. Like whenever, like, what is the point of going to the press and saying, Oh, Joe Biden is touchy feely. Like it's, it's like, it's like baby steps, you know, it's mm-hmm. like There's something off about this guy. Mm-hmm. And Joe Biden is 135 years old. Um, yeah. really, but he's quite old. Um, but that's not to say that it's excusable, but it's like, if you're a perpetrator, you're a perpetrator. Mm-hmm. What I didn't, what I thought was a little shocking was Nancy Pelosi actually coming out and basically supporting him. Yeah. And the reason why I find that, sh- find that shocking is like, even if this guy is your friend and obviously you're like the leader of the democratic party and you want your party to just win and things like that, like you always, always, always have the option of just not saying anything. Mm-hmm. Like, And not that I support women not saying anything, but I feel as though it just looks—it's so disheartening to other women in that position for you to come out and say, "Well, you know, I stand by the Me Too movement and I support it. I think it's brought our country to a a greater place." But also, I—I'm satisfied with Joe Biden's response and. Yeah, I had a similar, um, reaction to, I don't know if you guys remember Brett Kavanaugh and his whole thing when, I can't remember which, um, like, colleague of his came out, I think it was Nancy Kerrigan, no, it can't be Nancy Kerrigan, I cannot remember, but either way, it was a female that came forth and supported him, a female who was, um, Liberal, if anything, you wouldn't have expected it. Yeah, I meant no Susan Collins is a senator. I feel like it was like a colleague, like, so somebody who is in his, Mm -hmm. a judge. Um, but either way, it's just like I feel like, um, we it, it just gets tough, tricky whenever these political figures are trying to, um, obviously push their agenda, and that usually involves throwing their support behind certain things but then obviously they have to like reconcile that with other situations where if this wasn't like if in the case of um, Brett Kavanaugh for instance Nancy Pelosi was nowhere to be found like like, (laughs) anything she was probably speaking like the other way so it's like it's always difficult when I see things like this because I actually saw Stacey Abrams was in the same position where she kind of wholeheartedly supported joe biden but she's been known to say like in the case of brett kavanaugh she's tweeted things like you know i, I stand behind the woman like we should investigate these things like mm-hmm. we should stay with the woman. so it's like it's always tricky when it comes to these things because at the end of the day it ends up at he said she said and people just making blind support based on as a politician, who, they know and who they like as a politician if you're going to comment on another person's you know, sexual assault case. Unless you were in the room and know that nothing happened, the yeah. only thing you say is, "I stand by women," I support, or I stand by um, victims, and I want an investigation. Mm-hmm. And I, if you want to, if you want to, like, then have your friends back. Be like, I, I'm i confident that when this investigation is carried out, you will see that my person did no wrong. Mm-hmm. But you should still like, like, you should still support an investigation, or at least call into an investigation. Yeah. That's what you to do if the person wasn't this opposite party mm-hmm. and like I like the thing with joe biden is i've met joe biden before like i've worked with his team i've worked with his people right. and i mean i'm nobody so like i can't come out here and say oh no i've met joe like you yeah. would never do that yeah like or like oh i've met joe he totally would well, it's so kind of, nice. like, like no one is no one can... is like, above or beyond like there's no look that they have like Exactly. The numbers don't lie. And there's an want like, I don't know how it is for men, because I do, like, I don't want to um, say that men aren't victims as well, but I feel as though, like, any woman in the workplace, like, if you talk to one and two, one of them will have had some sort of experience with, you know, I had this boss that made me feel really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: And, and I think while we're, while we're kind of on the topic, it's probably a good point to kind of transition a little bit to the main thing. So we're going to stay on this a little bit more. Um, but we're going to broaden our horizons. We're not going to talk about just Joe Biden. So a super huge, crazy thing that's kind of taken the internet, at least social media, in these parts by storm uh, is this DMV Rapist page, which I heard about earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on Twitter. I believe they have an Instagram page now. Um, so for those that are unaware, there's this page on Twitter and instagram as well where they are posting alleged sexual assaulters Mm -hmm. um in the area and they're like posting along with stories of what they did and they're posting it like with their picture with their full names i mean it's actually very 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 scary and shocking Mm -hmm. Um, but it kind of goes to what Vanessa was talking about a little bit, where a lot of women have those types of experiences and just maybe don't have any outlets or maybe doesn't always escalate to a point of, I need to go to the police, but then it obviously affects you. Um, so Vanessa, I'll kind of go to you. Like, have you, obviously you've probably seen a page, but have you seen a page and like, what, what is your reaction to all the things that are going on there?
0: Yeah. So I've seen the page and I have been like knee dip in the page. So I was like, you know, there's no way, like just... Given the numbers, like there's no way I'm not gonna know at least one person on here. Uh Like it's impossible because DMV is small. Everyone parties together, you know. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, I saw two people: one person that I know know, and another person that I've I've known I know of, and. I guess my initial reaction to it is like, I'm actually in support of the page. Like I think it's important. I think it's necessary. Mm -hmm. And of course it's been shut down numerous times. And what really upsets me about that is um, in my day job, like obviously I run social media accounts for like really big people and stuff and a a huge organization. Mm -hmm. Or, and just as a social media user, like anyone can see whatever you're writing and comment on it and say something stupid. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy to me how, People can come online and call you all sorts of N-words, all sorts of B-words, like they can say anything to you and you report them and nothing will happen because, you know, these platforms are like freedom of speech. You can say that. Mm -hmm. Something that's like clearly like hurtful, something that's clearly abusive to you. Maybe it's not physically abusive, but it's like emotionally, Mm -hmm. mentally abusive. You don't know if I have depression. You don't know what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. You don't know that you saying this thing to me or calling me fat or calling me any of these things. You don't know how that's going to affect me. But they're so quick to take down these pages that are reporting abuse. And this is, like, not even just in the DMV rapist situation. Like, I see this happen all the time on Facebook where a girl comes out and, like, publicly names her assailant. And, like, her page is, like, mysteriously, like, blocked or something like that. And I was having well, this. I, I was, uh, before, I don't know if it's. What you're about to say next kind of um still goes along the lines of that but mm-hmm. what i want to bring up is that there is that obvious element of due process when it comes to these things right um, but here's I like the, the, the thing guys, I, was, I was telling my friend is that the only thing these guys can claim is um oh crap i can't i can't remember right now what's the word for false accusation of uh, Libel? not libel. Um, something of character i cannot it's like
1: defamation.
0: information of character and the law is very clear on defamation of character. For you to even bring a defamation of character lawsuit to um, court for it to even be accepted, three things have to be true. Number one is that it has to have been said in public. Okay, true. That's been said in public. Number two is it must have cost you significant damages. That is, you lost your job, you lost your house, you didn't make money. Like something mm-hmm. lost because of this thing. And number three, which is the most important thing, is that it has to be false. And so Twitter, technically, Twitter's not the court of law. Twitter can put stuff up or take stuff down at their own Discretion. behalf, their platform, they can do whatever they want. And none of these people that have been called have lost anything. Like, you have to actually have prove yourself that you have lost something which is very easy if you got fired because of it you you can prove that and number three which is the most important thing is it has to be false and basically you have to go to court and say i didn't rape this girl and then if it comes out that okay you really didn't rape her then you can go ahead with your suit so a lot of people are like "Oh." defamation of character, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, you don't have any character to be defamed to be in the first place. Mm-hmm. Same thing with libel, same thing with um, slander. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I know this because like, obviously journalism, like that's why you have to say alleged before anything because no one wants to go to court for libel and slander. But those are three things that have to be true. And somebody like Donald Trump, obviously is still on Twitter and still saying all sorts of crazy things, like drink bleach and like, you know, all these things that could be seen as like a public threat and he's still on there but so, so let I, me I, let me
1: let me jump in here uh fey I'll, I'll ask you a question okay. so i understand what you're saying in terms of this is maybe these posts by the dmv rapists and like sharing them and all that stuff maybe that doesn't um get elevated to the point of defamation of character maybe the people that are being accused don't actually have a case currently um but i do think it's still a different situation like you said this is not the law this is twitter this is social media this is should if you're twitter if you're instagram if you're these institutions or these platforms should you allow this kind of post <sighs> to be spread i mean for you, i'm going to ask you what do you think about that do you think twitter obviously they're within their right i don't think that's the yeah. question but do you think it's ethical because i actually think that it's the ethical thing to do is to take it down do you think it's? Happening? Yeah,
0: I I super struggle with this, um, because as a woman, I understand why these platforms are necessary, mainly because due process is rarely on the side of the victim. Honestly, in the case of sexual abuse, because it is just such a like high bar to prove, um, or to prove the the that the like the occasion occurred. So I completely understand why um, a lot of females kind of take it into their own hands and just put the men on blast so that one, they are held accountable to a large extent for what they did and two, so that other women can be very vigilant around these type of men. So I get the need for them. But um, like in the court of law, there's a reason why it's innocent until proven guilty. Um, And although. A lot of these men are probably guilty i'm not gonna lie most of them probably are um there is there is that sliver of the one percent or two or five percent why do
1: you why do you say a lot of them probably are i'm just asking
0: just because i feel like women don't really gain anything usually from lying um especially in these cases where it's low profile people not to put it that way but at the end of the day they're not high profile so like they're you can't use the whole i'm gonna get money from it i'm gonna get fame from it like what what exactly is it that these women are gonna get from lying on these men um the few that might like and i hate bringing this up because it's always what defeats the whole conversation so maybe i'm really doing a disservice to um, my fellow women by even bringing this up but there is that small portion of men that didn't do it and are like for whatever reason, put on these type of platforms by women who are looking for whatever type of vindication for something else that might be unrelated or for whatever reason that these women have. So because of that small sliver, unfortunately, I do feel like these social media platforms feel the need to step in like, hey, like, yeah, maybe you aren't losing a job, but your reputation is something that you're losing. And that is something that holds a lot of weight in people's lives. Like, your reputation being tarnished might as well be that that you you know you're taking away my livelihood like you're taking mm-hmm. away something that i can't just rebuild on my own um not easily so like things like that it's like why i feel like it's so nuanced like i understand why huge corporations like this don't want to be a part of potentially ruin an innocent man's life ruining an innocent man's life so i i get I get why they step in. I also fully understand why these these pages exist. Like, but it's still, like, even to that point, like, for some platforms, like, Instagram, if Instagram took down that page, I'm not surprised. Because Instagram is very, like, strict on what they allow on their platform. Like, no nudity of any form. Like, nipples have to be covered. Like, because I... To, to a point, like, there are lots of kids on Instagram. Yeah. And so I don't even know how that page is currently existing on Instagram. But what these platforms say, what these tech platforms like Twitter and Facebook that allow all sorts of other things on there is like, well, a man's reputation or a person's reputation is more important than someone speaking their mind when it comes to their experience as a sexual assault victim. And that's why I'm heavily critical about Twitter, because there's so many other things that are let that people let slide on Twitter that actually are harmful. Like Twitter does not vet any kind of misinformation. Like Facebook is under a lot of scrutiny, like because of the elections and stuff for mm-hmm. like information. But like Twitter is very, as very much said, you know what? We we pick and choose what we want on here. And mm-hmm. so that's basically you picking, saving people's quote unquote reputation over someone telling like something that's really affected their lives and actually caused harm and i'm not even going to get into whether or not the men on the page did it or didn't do it like because overwhelmingly like none of these like a lot of these people aren't going to go to court like the women came on is for whatever reason and there are some men on there as well like i also i never want to erase men or male victims of sexual assault but the thing i think that the real culprit here is us like the general viewers because a lot of people and like nothing irritates me more than when I hear someone say oh well this happened xyz years ago why didn't you say anything then and it's like number one how do you know I didn't say anything then number two do you know have you been assaulted before like do you know what I had to go through do you know the shock that I had to go through in the first place and how many days it came and when you are Talking about actual rape, the the process of going and getting examined and doing a rape kit is so invasive, and you have to do it almost right after you got raped.
1: Mm-hmm. And like you can't take a shower
0: that. and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's like, like you need, like you need to process that trauma first of all. Yeah, and no, then open the- to talking about that trauma before you can even move forward and do anything else. So to say, why didn't I say anything? Or why didn't I do anything? Is so like the way I always rebuttal that is like. Like if somebody, because we know that the same thing, the statue of limitations and all that, like even like just like public perception doesn't hold true when it comes to murder. Like you're not gonna say that, well, this person was killed 25 years ago, so I sh- You don't need to go after the person that killed them. Like we don't have that same well, perception. Yeah, I um, agree. I feel like people say that because they're saying we are obviously lying. Because if it happened, then you would have said something. But right. I feel like that's right. the way people are trying to go down, which is right. such. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 but that's what I'm saying. I'm like nobody feels that perception about other parts of the law. And yeah, you're right. Like some people are going to react different ways, but I'm just saying like let's say you find out that your your neighbor killed somebody and you come out 10 years later and be like, "Well, by the way, I knew 10 years ago that this person can you're not going to be like well why didn't you say something 10 years ago you'll just take that and maybe you'll say it but you won't say it in the way where it's like I'm blaming you for it you're just saying it in the way that oh it would have been nice to put this person away 10 years ago I just feel like it it turns out to be a victim blaming as opposed Mm -hmm. to just like maybe having an open conversation or dialogue about oh that trauma must have been so difficult like why did it take 10 or like what you know even though that's really none of your business, and none of your concern, it really is just let's get to the matter at hand. Like something appalling happened, how are we going to move forward? As opposed, everybody to- has. I think oh, everyone yes. has an opinion of what they would do if they were yeah. in that situation. That was me out. Number one, I think. I think the thing about the DMB rapist page that I actually appreciate is that it's it's starting a much needed conversation. Mm-hmm. It's like we're willing to. Um, absolve certain um, abusers of one thing, but not the other. Mm -hmm. So I was even talking to my friend about this yesterday. I was like, I feel like 2016 was the year that we really started talking about consent and what consent means. Mm -hmm. And the reason I said that I feel like I would know people on that page is that like, I feel like there are things that as a 25 year old woman, I know now that I didn't necessarily know when I was like 20 or 19 or like, I'm just more comfortable with my body and comfortable with my opinions and my choices and saying yes and saying no, that I know that I feel like, I feel like men in my circle, not to say that anyone is, you know, above being anything. Like the men in my circle know that if a girl is drunk, that she doesn't, she can't even say yes or no. Like even if it's yes or no, like just leave it alone. Like I feel like at this point now men know that. And even if you're both drunk, like the, the, the burden of proof or the burden of whatever is on you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as a, when we were in college, like people didn't know that. So I can see why more and more. And a lot of those stories were, you know, like we were at a party, and we were this and we were that. You know, I, I feel like people are more clear on that now. But I also feel like people think that they're more woke than they actually are. People think that they are ready to stand up and be a freedom fighter and be a, me too, an ally. And like, they're not. They're not, and I feel like I didn't realize this until like I mean I realized it in theories like oh women don't speak up because of X, men do this because of Y. Like in theory, you know those things, but when it actually happens to you, you're like whoa, like this is really crazy. Like I I tell the story often about when I was an intern, I was working at a really really big organization, and there was a guy that had a boss who was saying things at first. It was just like, Oh, maybe he just is like really familiar because we're both African. And then he would go on to say other things. And I'm just like, I felt very weird. Like I was like, anytime I had to go work his shift, I would feel so weird, but I didn't do anything because it was like, this was a really important internship to me. I really wanted it. Like, Mm -hmm. and if I just laid low and like, I would be out in a couple of months, like nothing would happen. And then, um, um, I, I think it was one girl like I think our shifts got switched or something like that and she had to go work in the studio with him and she was like oh I don't want to go like every time like she kind of said it on her breath and I was like yo you too and then all the girls in the room were like yo yo like we all were like it was like a moment of awakening for us and this was like a day before our internship was over mm-hmm. and it was like yeah. oh it's not just me He's doing this and it's like if it starts as an uncomfortable statement or a comfortable this. And it's like, you know, it's not your fault, but you just don't want to start any trouble. So you leave it. And so I didn't really have any, like, you know, how I am, no regrets. Hashtag no regrets. I didn't really have any regrets of like not saying anything or not speaking it. Cause I was like, well, I didn't know at that time I was maybe like, what 19 or so. Like I just, my mind was too small to understand <laughs> the complexities of like that. Yeah. If it wasn't, it was going to be somebody else. But as, as last year, and say you weren't at that party, but I think Delapa, you were. That mm-hmm. was my first like, wow, this is how this thing really happens. So long story short, I came to a party. And I wasn't drunk. I wasn't actually really drinking. I came to that party. And um, by the time I got there, my friends were already there. And they were already drunk. They had already been drinking. Everyone was, like, having a good time or whatever. And I was just kind of observing because that's kind of my thing at parties is I kind of just, like, I love to people watch. And I had overheard them having this conversation with this guy but it wasn't really a conversation it was an argument and the two of my friends are short like they're really small women and I just kept hearing them saying oh toxic masculinity blah 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 I think the story was you know the guy was saying some like chauvinistic things to them or whatever and they got visibly upset and I was like well I know I know what my friends look like when they're drunk so I was like before you know this isn't this is a house we don't want to you know No drama, no scenes, whatever, whatever. And I was like, why don't you guys just like, you know, go outside, like just stop talking to him. Like some guys like this, they will never really like they wouldn't like this is not the time and place to try and teach him about himself because if he knew better, he would do better. This man was like almost 40. And so they exited the situation, they went outside but and i was still in the room because i was minding my business i wasn't even interacting with the guy i was just, like watching the whole thing the guy was like talking to his other friend i think he was like visibly like how dare these american women speak to me in this way like, <laughs> he was like a nigerian guy he was like he was very just like no and it wasn't even his house which is the crazy part i think it was like his brother's house or something he was like i'm gonna go you know blah blah like, he was like walking towards them. These are two women who've already exited themselves from the situation, walking towards them, like very threateningly. And I was standing in front of the door and his friends were trying to say, you know, just leave it alone, leave them alone. Like, you know, relax, relax. And I was just standing in front of the door and I was like, yo, those are my friends. Like they're already gone. Like, it's okay. Like, you know, there's no need to, they're both, you're drunk, they're drunk. If you go try to talk to them, it's only going to escalate. Like I was trying to be the voice of reason. Cause again, I mentioned like I wasn't drinking. I was totally sober. And I think other people were like trying to talk to him and he got like, he was like visibly, I feel like the more people try to talk to him, the more aggressive he got. And again, me just standing there in front of the door and I'm just like, you know, they're, they're drunk, just leave him alone. And he just looked at me and it wasn't like, this was an accident. He looked at me, literally took up his elbow and he like punched, like elbowed me in the throat. And I like, it was so forceful that I fell back and I had a drink in my hand and my friend, my other friend was behind me. Like, so it wasn't all in my head. Like I fell back, my drink spilled on me, spilled on her. And he was still, and then everyone was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" Because everyone saw it, and everyone was like trying to still hold him back from going out. And then I got upset, and that's when I threw my drink at him. And everyone was like, "Oh, yo, just calm down, just calm down, just calm down." And everyone like rushed to me, just to be like, "Oh, it's okay, just calm down, you know, you know, he, he's, you know, how these things go, just calm down, just calm down, just calm down." And I'm like, "Did that just really happen? That this guy literally just like hit me in yeah. front of everybody?" honestly that's wild and to see him or to know that that person did that in public you can only imagine what they You can only imagine actually. but it's getting to my point where i went to the bartender because at this point i'm like maybe it was an accident like maybe i'm a man like like that like i just come from a place where like guys just don't do that and the guy the bartender was like "Yeah, so you know it is what it is which and is was- literally what i by bringing up the fact <laughs> that it happened in public that was going to be my question towards the lapel because of course this is vanessa's um Uh, letting us know about like a physical altercation that she had with a guy, not necessarily in the sexual sense, but still something that shouldn't have occurred. And this is happening amongst several other men in the room. And I'm sure this is not the first time this type of incident has happened with this particular guy. So it begs the question, like, do you think he's being held accountable enough by his male counterparts? Because honestly, I feel like that's where a lot of this starts, like physical altercations of any sort, should not be taking place between a man and a woman. And then let's bring in the sexual um, abuse element. Like as a man, do you ever feel the need to step in and like speak to your fellow guys? Like, yo, this, this needs to stop because this can't only be a conversation between both genders, like from the female and male point of view, it has to happen within the genders too. Like women, you know, being there for each other, supporting each other, and then men holding each other accountable. Like, where do you feel like your role is in that?
1: Yeah, no, that's a very good question. Um, I think that you are right. Like, it definitely has to do with men holding men ac- accountable, especially in that kind of situation. Unfortunately, when this whole thing happened, like, I was outside. I wasn't even in the room. So I, all I saw from the interaction was – someone else trying to fight someone else like another guy basically standing up for the the females and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. at that point i'm kind of a peacemaker so i don't know that if i was in a room i would make a huge difference unfortunately mm-hmm. which is probably something to think about but a lot of times you know i can't i'm definitely a victim of that i'm definitely a person of like hey let's just keep the peace let's not like you know let's not turn everything upside down but to your point if i to put myself in the shoes of that guy's friends, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's not someone that would be my friend, just period. Mm -hmm. Like if you ever did something around like that around me, Mm -hmm. it's two things. I'm going to tell you about it. Like that's not cool, but I'm also going to distance myself. I mean, I think that's what people sometimes don't do. Like a lot of guys, I feel like you kind of turn the other cheek and just kind of like, I'm not turning the other cheek, but like look the other way. Like you don't know what that person could do. And to me, that's egregious, right? Like you have to, you have to address the situation and you have to actually take action. And yeah. for me, just as a person, I feel like the action that I would take would be to distance myself. Like that's not a person that I would invite to my house, be around in any kind of capacity because right. they're not a good person. Like they're a dangerous person. I don't know. I don't like being around people that I don't know how they're going to act. But really part,
0: it's not just, it's not just guys. Cause at that party it was guys and girls. Like, mm-hmm. and that's why like to my main point, it wasn't even the guys actions that, shook me. It was the reaction of everybody else. So I know the people outside didn't see what happened, but everyone in the room saw what happened mm-hmm. because their first initial reaction was to come to me and we're like, yo, just, you know, like I saw that that's crazy. But once another guy stepped into the situation, it was like, you know, West, West side story or whatever it's called. <laughs> but the thing that really shook me and re- what put this in context was that everyone came to me especially the women and they were like, please don't call the cops. Like, don't call the cops. Don't call the cops. Like, you know, you know how these men are. Like everyone was kind of just like, you know how these men are. And I was like, why do we, why do we keep, why do we keep saying that? It was only really me and my group of friends that were like, let's get out of here. Like everyone was like, don't call the cops. Let the party keep going. You know, the guy never apologized. Funny enough, I, I learned that my friend called him the next day to apologize to him for the stuff going on at the party, and I was like, "Wow, wow. <laughs> this is the Twilight." See, this, this is the era of complacency that allows like such bad behavior to continue and like to escalate. Because mm-hmm. again, I feel like this this is not a guy that's done this once or twice. This is clearly a repeated action, and it didn't start at a hundred. It started from zero, and it escalated to a point where he he feels comfortable elbowing another person, a woman at that, in public. So like. In the sense of the sexual assault allegations, like I'm not sure that this um this DMV page came from the New York situation, but Delapo, you know the Joe Budden podcast, and you know Rory, mm-hmm. and you know, and I'm sure a lot of our audience members knows of the Duce Palooza entity and the day party that that um is. There is a guy that's at the forefront of it. He's actually like the the head mic, if you will. Like he's always on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, Getting the party started. And this is Chris Styles. And I know he was put on blast this past um, week out of New York for being somebody that's very aggressive towards women. Now, I'm not sure exactly to what extent his allegations go. Like, I don't believe rape was brought up, but like we mentioned earlier in the conversation, harassment, assault, whatever, it's all bad. And there's usually a, a trajectory that starts somewhere and ends somewhere else. So with that said, I know Rory came out on his platform to say, yeah, this has been my friend for years. I almost call this guy family and I did not know this was happening. And it's like, okay, well, there's levels to it. There's people like the guy um, Vanessa is talking about where clearly he has red flags all over the place. And then there's people that maybe don't show any red flags. I don't think that completely absolves friends from holding their other friends accountable. I feel like it's a thing where like men should get to a point where it's almost open forum, open communication. Like, okay, we're having women around. Like we all know how to act, right? Like maybe let's just have these conversations because it might just not be implicit. Like that guy, like his friends at some point in his life should have been like, bro, like I've seen these things happening where I haven't seen these things happening, but you, you know we're inviting a bunch of people over, you know we're inviting a bunch of women over, everybody needs to be on their best behavior because at the end of the day, women, as much as we are independent, we take care of our own and we take care of ourselves, that there needs to be a like consorted effort towards protecting each other and protecting that gender. Because unfortunately, we, we do yield a lot of power to the men. There should not be any instances where that guy is getting called to be apologized to like what is that like and that's just and, and like- i
1: also think i also think another another point kind of going to a little bit what Vanessa said as far as like the women at the party right so it's something i kind of also see on the DMV rapist page and like a lot of situations where people will say like i didn't want to get this person in trouble right like it's it's unfortunately <laughs> the people that are the victims a lot of times also don't want the the perpetrators to be yeah. punished too severely because for whatever reason because a lot of times you have to remember these are people that we know on some mm-hmm. level so you know some person like you don't want them to go to jail or their life to be ruined and this and that and that's a lot of times the reason why people don't speak up as much as they should or they could and you know go to the full extent of what they can do but i do think it's good to have these conversations and it's good to you know kind of make each other aware and to call out people and while i Don't necessarily agree with the DMV rapist. I'm not saying agree because that's the wrong word. I don't think the DMV rapist page should stand completely as it is, just because the Mm -hmm. the potential for damage is severe to me. Um, But I understand the point of it, and I understand like it's important that we call out when we see things like this, when things like that happen and it's a platform, there's really no real other platforms where we can say, Hey, that guy that throws a party every weekend, don't go to his section because he might try to rape
0: you. There needs to be like an air of like accountability. And if it's going to be community based, cool. Like if you think that like the law is going to throw the book at them and you don't want them to be under the jail, that's fine. But then you need to take it upon yourself within your communities to hold these people accountable. And in a large extent, that's why a page like that one is bred, because we need yeah. someone to hold these people accountable. Otherwise, and now how there's, is gonna... it like... you No, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I'm, I'm pretty much done. You can go ahead. There's like a Texas page. And then I think the DMV page started something in Nigeria as well, where it brought up other Oh men.
1: God, Nigeria. Um, they shouldn't have done that though.
0: Why Longmore not? Um, <laughs> Rymo, apparently. And the thing about that is like, the reason why I feel strongly for like pages like that being a thing, obviously it's going to die down eventually Mm -hmm. is that I think we're more scared or like society is more scared of shaking the table and this possibility for perceived damage on these men that may be innocent or may be guilty than like actually talking about the conversation that needs to be had. And so yeah, like I, I like I keep going back to like now we know these this Rory, this person from the Joe Budden podcast yeah. and these men that are actual like celebrity people. Yeah. It rarely ever happens that these men face any real consequences. Yeah. What what does happen is like there's now there's like an extra like microscope on you. Now we're like watching you. Mm-hmm. And so even the guy that I said that I oh I actually know this person, it's like, do I think that anything is really gonna happen to him in real life? No. He still has thousands of followers. People are still randomly texting him messages of support and stuff. But it's like now, next time he has a party, like people are going to be looking at him like extra, like mm-hmm. critical. And I think that's important because if you're not doing anything wrong, then it, you, an extra set of eyes shouldn't really be any damaging to you. Like, mm-hmm. and the thing is, that lots of men were like, oh. These boys are so weird. Like, you know, that's why I hang with men. None of my friends would ever do some stuff like this. And I was just there sipping my tea, like, oh, that's I what you think, no. And that's what it's. It's hard to even like. I hate that we always jump to the potential innocent sliver. Like, yes, I brought that up because I do understand the reason that that is mentioned. There mm-hmm. is credence in bringing it up, but I don't think that should now be the reason why these pages don't exist. Because, like, like Vanessa just mentioned, if at the end of the day you are innocent. Yes, you're going to have some rough times, a little bit rough waters. But that for me, like the benefit of the 98% of whatever or however many people that are being put a blast that should be put on blast is more needed or more necessary than unfortunately the collateral damage that comes like i know I, I would hate that like my brother or my dad or anybody i love to be that collateral damage but sometimes that's just how the world works unfortunately like if you want to put it into black and white terms there has to be collateral damage but before we kind of leave this topic cuz i feel like we are winding now i want to ask you guys like unfortunately until there's like a cacophony of like accusations and like so many people coming out until like it's so like with the cristal situation like rory apparently got a message from you know random twitter page like giving rory a heads up like hey your friend is slimy out here and this is probably going to happen to him and rory was talking about how he was doing his own investigation behind the scenes and like talking to chris blah, blah blah but until the like onslaught of information came out he wasn't prepared to come out and say anything in a public platform which again i understand fine like he's your friend whatever i I don't really want to delve in too much into that but i feel like that just goes to show on a public scale though until there's like an enormity of information about a specific guy nobody ever wants to take it seriously and do you think that's a good or bad thing or how do you feel about that in general
1: both well it's certainly it's certainly not a good thing i think that you know it's Kind of everything in this realm, as mm-hmm. much as you know there is black and white, there's a lot of gray um and the gray usually comes out in just the aftermath, right like its ends up being a he said she said we already talked about even when it's a situation as severe as rape, if there's no rape kid and this and that, like there's so much that we just will never know if we're not in that room, so unfortunately, a lot of things end up being that way, and kind of going to the example you brought up like if this is a person that's your friend, generally, we're not trying to be friends with people that we think would rape women or like anything like that. So your first instinct is to defend your friend. Your first instinct is to say, hey, I know this person. I don't think he would ever do that. So you would, you basically would have to have a lot of evidence like you're saying before you would change your mind like it's not that easy for people to change your perspective of someone mm-hmm. so if you have someone that you look at as like your close friend or your friend you hang out with, imagine you're at the same party with this person like if we're mm-hmm. looking at rory's situation mm-hmm. like you are at parties together you're like i've never we seen him even together. talk to a woman yeah. different yeah so like yeah. when did he do this like you would start thinking about that if you don't see evidence a lot of times you just are not going to believe it unfortunately that's how human beings are but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't take every accusation seriously and like we kind of mentioned before vanessa mentioned before like it's important that these things get investigated and however that investigation goes it goes but at least we should put some pressure on the people that are being accused and you know just make sure like you are you are actually innocent, and if you're guilty, like we want to know, and you should be reprimanded accordingly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think that for me, it's 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 less about naming and shaming the men, and more about protecting the women or the the victim in the case. Mm-hmm. It's like for some for some victims, you don't ne- or survivors, you don't necessarily want to name and shame the person. That that might not be what brings you healing. And I think it's really important that we give women or uh, victim survivors outlets to express the pain. Maybe it's not a Twitter page and maybe it's not going to the police. Maybe it's not there because not everyone has access to that. But there has to be a sense of welcoming and understanding to share your story. Like You have to be open to hearing these stories in the first place. And the first thing that needs to happen is you need to remove from your mind what the, what a rapist looks like. You need to remove your, from your mind what an abuser looks like because there is no there's no profile for those kinds of people. It could be anyone. It could be everyone. And mm-hmm. so say, oh, that's my friend. I don't think he would do that. Is is BS? Because there there's no rule book that they play by. Like we need to stop thinking about the man that jumps out in the alley and like accosts women because mm-hmm. it could it could be anyone. And then number two, it's like check on your friends, make sure they're okay. Like if you see something, I hate to be point, but if you see something, say something, like always make sure that if you're out somewhere with your friend, you keep the buddy system going and also be open to like discussing these things. I feel like a lot of times these topics, it's okay to talk about it when it's people we don't know, but when it starts hitting close to home, it's like, wow, I, I never thought that. Like, I don't, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. Like even in my situation, like, the next day, no one called me to say, hey, are you doing okay? Everyone called me to, to talk about the tea. Like, no one, no one, me about it in a, are you actually okay from that interaction? Yeah. But, like, I guess it's not my brand to be the person that's, like, vulnerable. So I get that. But I, and then it made me think to myself, like, do I actually do this for other people? Like, because there have been times when it's, like, my friend will have an argument with her boyfriend or we'll be out or something like that. And it's like, we, we talk about it in the sense that we talk about it, but I'm not actually talking about it to see if like, you're okay. And I, I think we just need to be open to just hearing these stories and allowing these things to be. And from what I got from those pages, I was like, I wasn't even, yeah, I was looking because I'm nosy. I'm going to see the guys that will pop on there. I'm part of the problem. <laughs> but I was also seeing every every interaction there as someone who was hurt like in one way or another because it's like even if your story is false or there's your truth there's history and there's what actually happened. some level of hurt happened to you that you felt the need to come on here and like publicly name this person so I'm accepting that maybe this is like their first open safe space that they felt yeah. like I can address this thing that I've been holding on my chest for X amount of time. So that's kind of why I feel like these platforms are necessary. Cause a lot of times this is the first time a woman is feel or a victim in any sense, in any sense is feeling like they can finally speak to what happened to them. Um, but I don't know that that convinced the anymore. No, though. actually, <laughs> actually to be, to
1: be completely honest, I'm actually a little convinced that the page is important and should be up. I think that, you know, just being a guy, just being a person in a population that's more likely to be accused than not, is -hmm. that it's a little scary just the -hmm. level of zero um, evidence that's required. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, because we don't know who runs the page, we don't know how they vet, you know what I mean? Like, I can... In theory, of course, the question is why, but I could in theory just say, Hey, somebody did this to me, make up a story, put their page, submit it, and it'll be posted and no one I do it anonymously as well, so no one is gonna come to me and you know what I mean? So that's what it makes it a little a little scary. Um, but you know, I think in the end, the truth always comes out. Mm -hmm. That's something I really do believe. So As much as it's scary to be like, oh, what if that happened to me? Like, I know that's not happening to me because (laughs) I didn't do anything that would
0: even be close. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's a very fair point.
1: Shall we do some shout outs?
0: I think we shall. I think we, um, I love that conversation. I feel like it's a conversation that could happen even more length. I would love to have a survivor on, um who might have like an even different perspective than the three of us. Cause I feel like our perspective is obviously in a bubble to a certain extent. Um, so I would love to have a further conversations about this in the future, but um, I think that's a great place to leave the topic and we can definitely go into shout outs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're all survivors, by the way. Everyone is a survivor. Um, shout outs. Yeah. Let's shout out some people. Um, you were telling me someone had a baby.
0: I was telling you somebody had a baby or Or is pregnant sorry ex- I, it's like all the Gigi same Gigi. things to me <laughs> um yeah no Gigi Hadid is Perego's uh with her baby daddy Zayn Malik um if you don't know oh Gigi- I
1: thought she was with The Weeknd
0: oh, that's Bella that's Bella.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, guys. <guest. laughs>
0: Gigi Gigi, supermodel with a sister, um, Bella, who is also a supermodel, but um, Gigi's the one with Zayn Malik. I don't even think Bella is currently with the weekend, but that's besides the point. That's a tangent that we don't need to go down. Um, Gigi and uh, Zayn have been off and on for quite some time now, but obviously they're currently on um, and they're expecting a baby girl as far as we know. I know her mom kind of came out and basically acknowledged these rumors and said it, it's the truth so hey. um, i don't know for facts facts that Gigi and um zane have confirmed the news but i think vanessa mentioned that she believes that to be the case um
1: well congrats but- to them on their baby hopefully they have a safe delivery and if it's a bouncing baby boy or bouncing baby girl we accept all of it
0: i hate that saying you said this second time <laughs> 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 I don't know. Something about it just doesn't feel right. I don't know what it is. It uh, it. <laughs> it's so
1: weird. Like I've never seen a baby bounce, but you know, that's yeah. what I'm
0: saying. Yeah, okay. Um yeah, I think we had another another shout out.
1: Yes, we're going to shout out Tony Allen. Really not a shout out, but really a rest in peace. Tony yeah. Allen, was a, a drummer for Fellas Band, also worked on a lot of music with a lot of different people. Sonia Day, I read yeah. that he worked with um, the lead drummer or singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He's just well-traveled, um, huge influence in all the music we listen to today. Um, so rest in peace to him and, you know, praise and thoughts to his family. He lived a fairly long life. He died at 79, but it's never quite long enough, is it? Um, so rest in Correct. peace, Tony Allen.
0: Correct. Yep. All right. So I think we can end it there unless Vanessa had a show. Oh, have that up.
1: Okay, I'm
0: mind. So by the time you're hearing this, hopefully Rebrand should have already launched. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not me, Rebrand is my personal and professional branding firm launching by the time you hear this message. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, I just help um, professionals and individuals be their best self. And build their brand. So, whether you are a small business owner or just looking to next, land the next big job in your career path, um, come to me. I will help you get there. I also work with kids who are trying to get into college or are in college, um, helping them really perfect, hone, and craft their writing. So, go to rebrand.com and that's spelled W R I B R A N D.com. Again, that's W R I B R A N D dot com. Hopefully one day I'll have enough money to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> hey, that's what I like to hear.
1: That's what I like to hear. I
0: love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, that's no, really
1: cool. I wish we knew about it. Just trying to surprise us out here. i never even heard about and it.
0: And I feel like a shit friend for forgetting to like you know even bring that up to I like have not launched as of this recording. Yeah. But I forget my shooting filming situation together. <laughs> yeah. That's the main <laughs> problem. I do not I did not think to um, bring it up because it's technically not officially launched, but... I You're on the lookout for it know.
1: regardless. It's going to launch in the coming days. and the you know
0: book appointments and stuff. But, you know, I'm just like... I feel like I'm a Virgo rising and I'm trying to make everything perfect. <laughs> but mm, mm. You will see it when you see it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's 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 it, though. We'll definitely check out Rebrand and everything else we talked about. And I'm happy you spelled it out because I definitely had to spell it spelled wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah thank you so much for being on also for yeah. being part of our podcast we appreciate it hopefully we'll have you on way more yeah. and a serious
0: topic I feel like I only come on here for like serious serious things <laughs>
1: you a serious person we take you seriously it's a good thing
0: we'll bring you on for something fun next time don't worry alright All right. thanks
1: for listening guys bye <laughs>